Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, America. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're going to encourage you to share this work far and wide as we're trying to educate people, bring them closer to the truth so we can collectively, with large numbers, stand up to say to the Bolshevik communists who have committed a coup d'etat against our government, we're going to tell them, hey, no more. We're not going along with you. And basically, like Martin Luther King's sit-down strike, will negate their influence. So please share. Hey, we're brought to you by Noble Gold. Let me be very, very clear about something. If you're not prepared to get into a parallel economy, you're going to fall victim to being dominated and manipulated by the Bolshevik communists who have overtaken the government. And they're going to use your assets, your labor, everything about you for their benefit, and you'll get very little or nothing in return. Remember, you'll own nothing and be happy, according to Klaus Schwab. I maintain you'll own nothing. And the globalists will be happy because you'll be totally exploited as we move into this two-class system of the haves and the have-nots. Now, Noble Gold can get you outside the system because when they collapse the banks, they can keep your money. Dodd-Frank 2010 law. You don't want to do that. can't start over with your retirement. So get it out of the bank. Noble Gold will help you do this. Back it with gold, and you'll be in control of it. They can't touch it. And you can do similar things for your bank account. I want to send you a free information packet. Go to DaveHodgesGold.com. That's DaveHodgesGold.com. Or if you're feeling urgency on Tuesday, this next Tuesday, call Noble Gold at 877-646-5347, 877-646-5347. Quick disclaimer from the FTC. All investments carry an inherent risk and past performance cannot be construed with future expectation. We agree with giving that warning. I have been a customer of Noble Gold for five years, been advertising for six. So I think that speaks to my belief in what they do. And what they do is beyond compare, and there's absolutely zero pressure. You literally have to close your own deal. I know I was my first dealing with them. That's what I had to do. 877-646-5347. Well, I'm going to walk you through a little bit of my past. You get to be my psychology student over the next several minutes. And I'm going to walk you through the dumbing down of America. Now, Charlotte Iserby, who I used to interview many years ago before she passed, Charlotte was um, in the Department of Education under Ronald Reagan, and she wrote a groundbreaking book called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. 
And she was right about it. She said a lot of this crap that's coming in to pollute our schools and our kids' minds and retard their progress comes from the United Nations. It's brought in through the Presidential Council on Sustainability, and voila, it's given to think tank groups. They disseminate it to the NEA. They push it on the schools, and at odd times becomes required curriculum, and a lot of it's based on nonsense. I'll give you an example. I've looked at climate change curriculum in some of the public schools, and people say, well, Mr. Hodges, what do you think? What do I think? I'm looking for the data. Did you hide it somewhere? Or you just take people's word for things? Yeah. Okay. You get the idea. We are moving away from the age of enlightenment back into the dark ages. And we're going to talk about that too. But here, we're going to walk you through some psychological principles, IQ testing, effects on IQ, what's more important, heredity or environment, and how the environment's being manipulated by the globalists to lower your IQ score. And this is validated and verified. And I'm going to give you the documentation right here. So let me connect you here to our data set. And this should come up right here. Nope. That's a different story. Boy, that looks interesting, doesn't it? Um, let me let me try this again, shall we? Okay. Um, and that's our Rumble channel. Let me, uh... okay, we have struck gold. And we still are having trouble pulling up our data set. So let me put you on pause for just a moment. And we will bring this back up, I promise. All right, technical issue aside, thank you for your patience. Why are American IQs dropping so dramatically? Yes, we are becoming dumber, and it is validated and verified. And I'll give you the citations from two universities here in just a moment. But let's take a look at dumbed-down population. It's a more easily managed population. So the hypothesis I'm entering this into is, are we becoming dumbed-down? Okay, that's the hypothetical question. And we're also going on the known fact that dumbed-down, ignorant people are more easily manipulated, more easily going to accept things like smart cities, no travel, three items of clothing a year. Now, um, we've been through this before. In the Dark Ages, Catholic sermons were given in Latin. So the average person, well, you could go and you could cross yourself three times and hail Mary, okay, you get the idea. Okay, they go through the, the sacraments, but they didn't understand what the hell was being said because it was in Latin and they weren't educated in Latin, only the privileged people were. Today, the equivalent would be we have withheld technology and we have dumbing down education programs and AI and uh, smart devices are greatly contributing to our dumbing down. And we're going to get into that too. Now, Intelligence is measured by IQ score. So I want to teach you a little bit about IQ scores here. And this is where you get to be my psychology student for about five minutes. First of all, when we measure IQs and categorize them, are they smart or are they not so smart? Are they genius or are they really mentally challenged? Okay, we do this on a bell curve application. All right, the range of an IQ test is 0 to 200. 
you know, no one really has a zero IQ unless they're dead. Well, wait a minute. I may have dated one when I was younger, but zero to 200 is the range. 100 is the average score. That's the mean. The median is 50% above, 50% below is also 100. The mode, the most commonly occurring score in IQ testing, is 100. It's the dead set average IQ. So it's the mean, the median, the mode. If you have any kind of math background, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right, now, between 85 and 115 on IQ scores, 66.67% fall between those two parameters. We call them standard deviations from the norm. Okay, but between 85 and 115, two-thirds of the population fall. So we call that the average range, although 85 IQ is significantly less than 100. And 115 is significantly smarter than 100. Think of it this way. If 100 was a C, a 115 would be a B. Now, this is a rough analogy. If you went the other way, an 85 would be a D. A 70 would be an F. 130 would be an A. And then you have various degrees of A's as we move up. We have gifted, we have genius. Okay, so you get the idea there. Okay, now, 2% of the population are judged to be genius. 2% are mentally challenged. That's what we mean by the bell curve. Okay, now, a couple other facts about IQ. IQs are generally fixed by the age of 12, but there's a lot of variability that can happen when you're young. If you're abused, if you were locked in a closet growing up, chained in your basement, like we hear these poor child abuse stories, IQ can be significantly developed. And we go through something called critical stages of learning. And if we don't learn something when we're supposed to learn it, like how to read, how to speak, and so forth, we may not learn it as well, and we may not learn it at all. Critical stages of learning, really, really important. So environment if you had Einstein and he had an abused background, he wouldn't have been the Einstein that we know and appreciate today from the world of physics. Okay, now, this brings up a fundamental question. If the globalists are manipulating our IQ, which I contend they are, to make us dumber, they're dumbing us down, we have to first answer the question, is IQ a factor of heredity or is it a factor of environment? Well, the answer is both, but there's also a big matter of degree, and we come to a very important conclusion. Now, this is what I used to teach my intro to psych students when I taught that subject, and we talked about intelligence, and I presented this chart from uh, Jensen, who did the Jensen IQ studies, and he looked at different relationships of people, a long-term study, really fascinating study. Identical twins, okay, identical twins are... Same genes, chromosomes, split into two. Okay, so one egg goes to two. But they're carbon copies of each other unless there's a birth defect, right? Okay, now, they're reared together. So you have the same genetics, identical twins. You have the same environment reared together. But wait a minute. A perfect correlation is 1.0. is where it gets strong with 0.4, 0.5. You say there's some relationship there, not real strong. Okay, and then you can go to zero, no relationship, and then you can go to negative correlation where one measure goes up, the other goes down, okay, but correlation doesn't necessarily imply cause and effect. Now, you're probably thinking, well, wait a minute, identical twins reared together should be 1.0, perfect, right? 
highest you can get in correlation. They're really alike. But do identical twins always have the same experiences? No, they can have different fans, different opportunities. Okay, so that's the 0.87, but it's very high. Now, here's what's interesting. Identical twins reared apart. So they're split at birth for whatever reason, okay? Grandma Bessie raises one, and Aunt Donovan in another country raises another, and they never meet. But we find them and we test them. University of Minnesota did landmark studies on this. And they found a really high correlation between the intelligence of one twin and another, even when they were raised in completely different environments. That's starting to give you an idea that genetics is very, very important. Now, siblings reared together, that's kind of a control. Brother and sister, their IQs are 0.53 on correlation. They're similar, but not real strong. Now, here's what's interesting, too. Unrelated people reared together. Well, you'd expect that number to be zero if it was all genetics, right? Reared together, that's environmental. Now, this is interesting. The 0.23 gives you an environmental-only reading. Now, unrelated is reared apart, 0.05, and you go, Dave, that should be zero. No, because in America, do we not have common information? We listen to a lot of the same music. We watch the same movies. We watch the same misinformation from mainstream media, right? We have a similar culture with cultural attributes that contributes to making our IQs a little bit alike. Not very much, but a little bit. Now, the best case for hereditary influence on IQ is identical twins root apart, 0.75. The best case in this chart for environmental influence on IQ are unrelated root together. So what's the conclusion here? It's pretty obvious. If you compare the 0.7 to the 0.23, it's roughly about a three-to-one relationship. So what we know, minus abuse early in life, before the age of 12, we know that heredity is about three times more important than environment. But environment is a big contributor. Now, can they affect genetics? Depends who you read about the vaccines. I'm not going to go there. I think we need more data. And I do think more research needs to be done. But DNA manipulation could affect hypothetically IQ, but I'm not going to touch that subject right now. I'm going to stay right in the mainstream. What we do know is that environment is being manipulated. You can't speak your mind on most social media. So people are limiting what you have access to. We withhold technology. We go on and on and on with this. The environment is manipulated by propaganda, brainwashing from the mainstream media, prohibition of certain kinds of statements and thoughts, extreme punishment if you go away from the mainstream. When the frontline doctors came out and said, you know, we need more research on these vaccines and their efficacy for COVID, and are we diagnosing COVID properly, or are there financial incentives, and all the things I talked about in the last video. And these people were brutalized. Brutalized. In the old days, they'd have been executed. Today, we just take away their income and their money. Okay, so 
Heredity, three times more important, but environment is the key factor that's being. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Manipulated that we can prove. Okay, so that moves forward here. So again, globalists are lowering the IQ by manipulating the environment. Now, there's some trends in IQ testing that you need to be aware of. In the last 100 years, Americans have increased their IQ by 30 points. That means under Teddy Roosevelt's presidency, you would have gone from being average. Today, take a person 30-point higher IQ, that's average. They'd have been gifted in the Roosevelt administration. Pretty interesting, isn't it? We've gotten smarter. Now, we look at why. What are the environmental factors that make us smarter? 
One, nutrition. Much better. Number two, more education, more time in school. Humane parenting. Spoil the child or spare the rod. That was the choice, and a lot of parents would just beat the holy crap out of their kids, and abuse lowers IQ. Okay? Now, what about raising IQ? Well, we're going to talk about that because we went through a trend in the last 100 years called urban, or excuse me, rural to urban. People move from the farms to the cities. Now, the reason that we see the increase there are there are devices now, mechanical devices, electrical devices, you have to learn how to use. You have to be educated. This is how public education got started. When all the immigrants were brought in from Western and then Eastern Europe to man the factory jobs, they found that, oh, we need to do a little education here with these people. We don't want to educate them where they're too smart to challenge authority. It may be about third to sixth grades enough so they'll be smart enough just to do their job. Okay, so increased education raised IQ. Now, in the last 12 years, there's been a two-point decrease. Now, I want to take you down to here and look at this. Northwestern and Oregon University, two different studies, one month apart, found the same thing. Two-point decrease in American IQ. You say, well, why is this? We're going to get into this. But let's look at the damage being done. Decline in logic, prominent. Decline in math. Math scores are the lowest they've ever been on the SAT. Decline in vocabulary. Increase in spatial. Our spatial IQs have gone up. Video games. That's why. Global decrease in IQ is also happening. One example I'll use is France. In the same period we're looking at with America, Their IQs haven't gone down two points. That's doubled. They've gone down four points. Now, the globalists will give you an explanation. They don't deny the data. They don't deny that you and I are getting dumber in society. They fully admit it. And they say, well, how is it that we went up 30 points in 100 years, and now in 12 years we've gone down two points, which is significant for an entire population? They call it the ceiling effect. Well, we probably have gotten about as smart as we're going to get. There's absolutely no science behind that statement. None. Zero. There's no data. But that's what they're promoting. Ceiling effect. And I call BS on this, and here's why. Do we have people today that are 200 IQ or higher? That's the highest you can get. Yes. There are right now about a dozen people, as far as I know, that are categorized as being 200 plus. So you're telling me that we hit a peak. Now we're coming back to the pack a little bit, and it's a ceiling effect. We can't go any higher collectively as a group. Well, then how do you explain these individual variations where we still have genius IQs? If it's a ceiling for one, we're all part of the human race, it would be a ceiling for all. That rationale is totally bogus and without any scientific merit whatsoever. Okay, let's look at the causal factors. Let's go right to here. Decrease in intelligence is due to AI. Smart devices. 
When you have to look at a map and figure out how you're going to get from A to B, you have to invoke logic and spatial intelligence. Now, we know spatial intelligence has gone up because of video game predominance, but but logic, it's gone down. Why? Well, we don't look at maps. We don't develop that part of our brain. We just turn it over to Google Maps. Google, find me the drugstore closest to me. See, we don't do the search. We don't develop search strategies. On IQ tests, they like to give you these kinds of questions like, okay, what's the pattern? And they'll have like circle, square, triangle, rectangle. And then they'll change the order by one, and they want you to predict the next move. That's logic. It's what we call logical mathematical intelligence. It's one of the eight basic intelligences. Some people argue there's nine. I think there's eight. Okay. We also are developing from our AI learned helplessness. Unlike our forefathers and mothers that were in the Industrial Revolution, and they went from the farm to the factory in the cities, they had to learn how to use machines and so forth. That promoted growth in intelligence. Today, the devices that arose out of industrialization, smart technology, is and AI is doing a lot of our workforce. They're writing our papers. You know, if you have an Alexa in your house, hey, Google, tell me about X, Y, and Z. And you're taking their word for it. But you're not doing the research. You don't develop uh, search strategies. You don't get to do comparative analysis. Well, wait a minute. One researcher says this, and three others say this. What's closest to the truth? And then you have to learn a little bit how data is interpreted. You got to go through a little education process. And then you have to bring it to a conclusion after you develop your hypothesis. Normal problem solving. But we've turned that over to AI and we're getting lazy, and the brain is a muscle. Use it or lose it. And that's exactly what we're going through. We right now are going through an intentional and progressive state of dumbing down. Let's go back to Obama's plan for education, race to the top. (laughs) Should be called racism to the top. Another topic for another time, but race to the top. It was designed to kill creativity. And I'll use my own son's education to give you an example. He and his best friend at the time, Andrew, were, I think, fourth graders, third graders. And they were very gifted in math, both of them. And they were like little two little peas in a pod. And they were put into advanced math class, I think, two or three years above where they were at. And this is when the racism to the top came in from Obama. There are three ways to solve this math problem. Teachers were instructed to teach as it came down from Obama on high with his education advisors to the schools, and the schools put it in curriculum, and teachers had to relearn how they were teaching math. You have to prove your answer, right? We all know that. So you do your calculations, you go back and you show your proof, But they only gave you three choices. 
I remember on a test my son and his friend took, they had a math problem. They got the answer correct. My son's friend went through the proof process of his thinking, and my son went through the proof process on his thinking, and they were different from each other, and neither one of them replicated the three ways that they were permitted to prove an answer on this math problem. They thought outside the box independently of each other. (laughs) The teacher marked it wrong. My son comes home, this ain't fair. (laughs) He said, let me look into it. And I called the teacher and I said, before we go into discussion, I'm not playing one-upsmanship, but I want you to know I know a little bit about what I'm talking about. I teach statistics and research, so my knowledge of math is pretty decent. Um, I said, I have a question. You arrive at the right answer. The proof is accurate. Why does it have to fit in this paradigm of three? Well, that's because the education standards, were, we have to teach to the standards, Mr. Hodges. I don't know. Okay. Reality, reality check is this. My son and his friend demonstrated creativity. They were penalized for being creative, even though they were correct. This is just a a microcosm of what was wrong with racism to the top. And by the way, all this teaching was done now. They tried to bring in the laptops and use them like little mini computers in the classroom. And they were all programmed here. By the way, you know who provided the uh, computers and lab? Bill Gates. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And, and so what we did was we embarked on a process with these kids. And some of this crap is still in place. And we're telling kids, you either do it this way or it doesn't count even if you're right. Okay, so what if Einstein had thought inside the box? There'd be no theory of relativity. What if any of the great inventors, Jonas Salk, would be still dying from polio? It's the inventors that think outside the box. The rebels against traditional thinking that can prove their answers in a different way than the prescribed norm were killing the creativity. Creativity, most often an IQ test shows up in what we call visual, spatial, or logical, mathematical. It's no wonder the logical, mathematical scores are going down. Because we're turning people into clones that are taught to only follow directions, stay in your lane, follow the rules, don't challenge, and don't be inventive beyond what we teach you. We have the final answer. We are the authority, and anything you come up with is wrong, even if you're right. Am I making any sense here, people? Okay. Now, this has led to the intentional and progressive state of dumbing people down, whether you're teaching kids vocabulary. Okay, we used to do phonetics, right? PH. Sound it out. Then they went to sightsee, and kids' reading scores plummeted. Phonetics is the way the brain is wired to process information that leads you to knowing how to go from visual to interpretation of the brain to conclusion. 
phonetics gets you closest to all those parts of the brain that got to be coordinated. I won't go into all the details here about the amygdala and all the different parts of the brain, but I'm just saying, trust me on this. You can verify this by just picking up a psych book. Okay. We are teaching kids to use limited parts of their brain. And a lot of this is due also in not just the education system, but as I said before, the increased dependence on AI smart devices. Now, here's the scary thing. The AI smart devices are making people dependent. You don't have to do the work. It'll do it for you. You don't have to write that term paper. Let ChatGPT do it, and you get it, and just put a few tweaks in it so it looks like it's your own, right? Make sure you make a couple grammatical errors so they know it's not from a computer, and your teacher will be none the wiser. Because AI can avoid plagiarism detection. Did you know that? Oh, yeah, when I was teaching online for university, um, we had to use plagiarism analysis. Well, AI can contravene a lot of that today. So where's the creativity in the person? Where's the ability to start with a premise, like a hypothesis, research the data, synthesize it, come to a conclusion, then have a discussion about your conclusion and talk about generalities and what's next in the research, what should we be doing next? Where do people learn how to do that today if they're reliant on AI and smart devices? They don't. So they even lose the cognitive abilities of uh, information organization and data synthesis. This is how you get dumber. Use it or lose it. In the next video I'm going to play for you today, we're going to take a look at a phenomenon called learned helplessness, which is being induced upon us. They want to take us from AI, smart device, dependency, blunting of intelligence and creativity through education programs that don't work. In fact, they produce the counter effect of making kids smarter. Okay? They want to go from dependence on that nonsense to dependence on the government. The AI is an in-between step. And the government right now is working on getting complete control of your money, CBDC, complete control of your food supply, which I'm going to develop maybe today or tomorrow, complete control over your environment, complete control over your speech, complete control over your travel, complete control over your dress options. Oh, yeah. Under smart cities, you only get to buy three items of clothing a year. And that's if they give you access to your money. And we're going to take a look at a a predictor on this. There was predictive programming on this back in the 1920s. I know it was earlier than that. When H.G. Wells wrote the book, The Time Machine. And he introduced us to the Eloy and the Morlocks. And then in 1960, the movie The Time Machine came out. I saw it a little later. But I didn't understand. It was a great idea. I love the time travel. My interest in physics was peaked. And today, physics is my hobby. Time travel is one of my interests. But that's not the message of that movie. The message of the movie is embedded in what I've already talked to you about and what I'm going to talk to you about in the next video. Anyway, I hope you didn't mind my regression into my former teaching mode as a psychology instructor.
of course, I had to add in at the end a little bit of my role as a political commentator. But uh, we're going to stick straight to the psychology today as we go into the next part of this with learned helplessness and taking away human initiative, turning you into a dumbed-down, enslaved animal that will operate almost on a subhuman level. That's coming next. Hey, check us out at thecommonsenseshow.tv, where we do in-depth documentaries with expert guests helping you navigate these uncharted times. Thecommonsenseshow.tv. We're getting five-star ratings. People love it. Check us out. We at The Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at TheCommonSenseShow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TheCommonSenseShow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.